0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: All those who have served, I'm Laura Simon. So good to be with you this morning. There are a lot of events going on today for Veterans Day. As we get our day started, we do want to check in with meteorologist Jamie Trappers with a first look at that forecast. Jamie, what can people expect? Yeah, Okay weather today, a little cool. It is a little cold out this okay. morning, huh?
2: Yeah, it's a pretty cold morning out here. Temperatures are in the 30s across much of the region, and we're going to have those numbers climbing to the upper 50s today. Mm. was a day? Yeah, it, it's fine. It's it's November. It's kind of what we expect for this time of year. So what we're going to see uh, heading into this afternoon will be that warm up with sunshine. We should have plenty of it this morning, though. A little bit Apache fog is possible temperatures above freezing 36 degrees. The wind chill isn't an issue right now. Winds are only at three miles per hour. Visibility numbers. Washington is an area where some fog is trying to develop a visibility. Visibility is still over a mile. So some of our river valley. these low-lying areas, they could see fog develop over the next one, one and a half hours or so. Temperatures though, yes, lots of 30s out there, even some sub-freezing temperatures and the 20s, so it's a cold start. But uh, considering how cold it is, temperatures are actually going to warm pretty decent from this cold start. So we're looking at uh, the upper 50s with sunshine. Now we'll see a gradual increase in cloud cover, maybe a few clouds rolling in from west to east. That's what we have out there right now, more cloud cover across central and western Missouri. So a few clouds at times, but overall we'll call it mostly sunny to partly cloudy. But then this afternoon and evening clouds will temporarily increase before decreasing overnight tonight so checking out those numbers for you yes we're in the 20s and 30s these numbers more so for the metro 45 by 10 a.m 47 by 11 a.m by noon we should be in the low 50s Um, just not a bad day very quiet this weekend still dry we could use some rainfall we'll take a look about whether we have any of that in the forecast coming up
1: all right, Jamie, we'll see you back there for that. In a Fox 2 follow-up, the suspect involved in a deadly road rage shooting is now in police custody. The St. Louis Prosecuting Attorney's Office has charged 53-year-old Robert Mulkey with first-degree murder and armed criminal action. The shooting happened just after 8 yesterday morning at Highway 141, just south of Gravoy Bluffs. Witnesses called 911, and when police got there, they found a man with a gunshot wound. The victim was taken to a hospital where he did not survive. Police say it all started when two men stopped their cars in the middle of traffic and got into an argument. According to a probable cause report, the victim got out of his car and approached Mulkey, flicking his cigarette at Mulkey's face. When he was returning to his vehicle, investigators say Mulkey shot the man, not being identified right now, in the back, killing him. We ended up speaking with a driving instructor who says road rage, unfortunately, is nothing new going to happen. People get frustrated. They're in a hurry. So it's there's it's going to happen. Everybody at some point do not engage. Don't make eye contact. You know, if you're the victim, don't make eye contact. Don't engage. Um, whatever you do, don't pull over and stop. That's what they're trying to get you to do. And there was another road rage shooting in Fenton about a month ago. Police said the shooting victim aggressively pursued the shooter. Both men were armed in that particular incident. A traffic stop ends with an SUV slamming into a home in Ferguson, and our news crew saw the entire thing happen, including the moment when the driver was taken into custody. We are blurring that driver's face because he has not been charged at last check. First responders arrived within minutes of the crash, and it appears that the Cadillac we're about to show you in this video attempted to take off when it slammed into an SUV. The impact of that pushed the SUV into the house, Nobody was home at the time, thankfully. Our reporter Mitch McCoy spoke with the driver of the SUV right after this happened.
0: I was coming down Florida Road, driving to take my daughter some cupcakes for her birthday. And it was a car that the police had flagged. And as I'm coming, I guess the car tried to escape from the police and hurry up and bust a U-turn. And as I'm coming down, he smacked, as I'm coming down, he smacked, tried to bust a U-turn and smacked dead into me which made me go to the left. I tried to put on my brakes and couldn't stop, and I ran into the house.
1: Scary situation for sure. She tells us that her niece was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. The property owners of that home tell Fox 2 they couldn't stay there last night because of all the damage. In this morning's You Paid For It, a double amputee patient is struggling to get to the doctor, even though taxpayers are picking up the tab for her transportation. She called investigator Elliot Davis to help her get the services she needs and hold officials in Jefferson County accountable.
3: Arnold resident Viva Shermesser had a horrible year. Both her legs were amputated because of her medical troubles. As you might imagine, she's in and out of the doctor's office all the time. Visits that are crucial to her well-being. Medicaid pays for medical transportation. There's just one problem. She says taxpayers are paying for something she's not getting. Transportation to doctor's visits. The transports weren't showing up. It's actually really scary because I've had eight strokes and I have to go follow up with doctors and then the amputation I have to follow up with my doctors, and the doctor's office has even called them and tried to get an appointment set. They were supposed to come on Friday, they didn't stand up, they didn't show up, then they are supposed to come on Monday, sworn the doctors off, they'd be here Monday, and then they didn't come Monday or Tuesday. It's just ridiculous. It's tough for her daughter, too. She's trying to help her mom through this.
2: I mean, she waited a month and a half to get the staples out of her leg because of the transportation issue. But um, her doctor's office will send a nurse practitioner over here, that's what we've had to do, or they have to take her by ambulance.
3: Deborah Gill says all the trouble started in April and went through October.
2: My mom has been set up for transportation 13 times, 9 times in a row and 13 times total. Um, And she obviously needs to go to the doctor. She'll call at 6 o'clock as soon as they open to make sure that they're going to be there and then they just stand her up. They just don't ever show up.
3: Mother and daughter have tried reaching out to government officials. What happens when you try to reach them? They either tell me to hold or they never answer the phone or they put me through to a voicemail that nobody ever, that's always full. They've tried time and again to reach out to the medical transport company, no luck. For Viva, who no longer has the use of her legs, it's heartbreaking. How does it make you feel? Like nobody really cares and I'm trying the best I can. I mean, I can't really do any much for anything for people anymore, but I used to. I did reach out to the medical transport company for their response. I haven't heard back. I reached out to federal Medicaid officials. They referred me to the state Medicaid authorities for answers to this deal. I'm still waiting to hear back from them. Of course I'll keep track of this deal. After all, you paid for it.
1: America's largest one-day food drive returns today. Scouting for food is the Greater St. Louis Area Council's one-of-a-kind day of service. Thousands of scouts, parents, and leaders will hit the streets today to distribute blue bags, and people who get one of these bags at their home are asked to fill up the bags with non-perishable food items if they can. The scouts return one week from today to pick those bags up and distribute them to area food banks and pantries. On average, Almost two million items are collected each year. Today is a day of reflection, gratitude and appreciation for those who have dedicated their lives to defending our freedom, and there are several Veterans Day events being held across the area. Here's a few things going on in Saint Charles County today. Saint Peter's is holding its Veterans Day ceremony this morning at 9 there at their City Hall. The celebration in Saint Charles begins with a parade at 10 this morning. It'll be followed by a ceremony and vendor fair going on till 6 tonight. That's going to be taking place at the Lewis and Clark Boathouse parking lot in O'Fallon, Missouri. They're holding its Veterans Day ceremony starting at 11 this morning at the O'Fallon Veterans Memorial Walk. Today, Kolachi factory stores nationwide are offering free breakfasts to all veterans and those who are actively serving our country in the U.S. Armed Services. All veterans and servicemen and women are invited to come and enjoy a free Kolachi and a cup of coffee. All veterans and active military with a government-issued military photo ID are welcome. The event for veterans will be from 6 this morning till 2 this afternoon. The two locations in our immediate area are located at 2604 South Brentwood Boulevard and 1300 North Lindbergh Boulevard. The city of St. Louis and the Soldiers Memorial Military Museum are hosting the 40th Annual St. Louis Regional Veterans Day Observance. Things get started at 9 this morning with the St. Patrick Center's 5K run and walk. That'll be followed by the Veterans Day Parade at 1030. It starts at 18th and Olive in downtown St. Louis. The Missouri National Guard Hall of Fame induction ceremony is happening at 1130. Major General William B. Blaylock II is the keynote speaker for this. The event wraps up with a car show. A St. Louis veteran and popular singer has a limited edition keepsake from the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. And Fox 2's Taylor Harris talks with a retired Navy vet about the bobblehead created in his honor.
0: The National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum unveiled a limited edition bobblehead of St. Louis veteran and the country's most sought after national anthem singer, Officer Genald Wilson. I was able to talk with Officer Wilson on the day of the big reveal of his limited edition singing bobblehead to capture his reaction. And I was like, wow,
3: it's happening. But today when it actually pushed it, the press release came out, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have my own bobblehead. (laughs) That's crazy.
0: Initially, Officer Wilson contacted the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum to get a bobblehead as a gift for his friend. But the Hall of Fame had something else in mind. And they looked
3: me up and two days later, they were like, hey, we want to do a bobblehead.
0: (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? Retired U.S. Navy Petty Officer First Class Janero Wilson has sung God Bless America and the National Anthem for over 950 events, including NBA Finals, NFL Playoff Games, the World Series, NCAA Championships, NHL Stanley Cup Finals, Indy 500 races, and Formula One races. Wilson was discovered by the late St. Louis Rams owner Georgia Frontier in 1998 right here in St. Louis.
3: I was doing the uh, uh, Missouri Athletic Club Jack Buck Award Um, and she was there with her crew at a table and I was there uh, and I sung and she harkened me over to her table and just uh, said how would you like to sing for the Rams and I was like I would love to she reached over to her assistant and said book them for Sunday.
0: The bobblehead will play a clip of Wilson singing his compelling rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner. The figure features Wilson holding a microphone and wearing a Navy uniform and white sailor hat. Only 2023 will be sold. You can purchase the $30 bobblehead online only. If you would like more information on how you can purchase your Gennaro Wilson National Anthem bobblehead, you can visit our website at fox2now.com. Reporting in downtown, Taylor Harris, Fox 2 News.
1: A much deserved to honor there. We thank him for his service and what a voice there. Love hearing his. I, voice. I know, awesome voice. Yeah, but um, as people what? do, go out and celebrate <laughs> Veterans Day today. We've got a yeah. lot to talk about. It's cold out there right now this morning. You need no. that coat.
2: Yeah, for all of those events, you do need to bundle up this morning, but by this afternoon, things we better. You'll still want the extra layer, but with the sunshine and temperatures climbing to the upper 50s, it won't be too terrible out there. Very quiet. It could be much, much worse for this time of year. I know there have been a few Veterans Day in recent history, not last year, but I think two years before that potentially, or uh, within the last five years, we had two Veterans Day where we had a snow. So it could be much, much worse. We are talking above freezing temperatures, well above freezing. Uh, We could go ahead and take those graphics full today. Uh, We are starting out though more uh, in at that freezing level. So temperatures climbing to uh, the 50s will be above normal. That's going to be the trend. For the next seven days, that normal at 57 degrees uh, for today. Perry County, Missouri, showing clear skies. That sunrise in a little over 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so. Here is a view from Innsbruck Resort, our 18th hole there. Just a few clouds in the sky. As you move to our western counties, we do see a few clouds out there from that view from space. I'll show you in just a second. 36, feeling like 36. That dew point is at 28 in east-northeast wind at 3 miles per hour. Flag are still in Moscow Mills, so not seeing a breeze there, which is good with the sub-freezing temperatures we have across most places uh, that we don't have a breeze or else these numbers would be uh, feeling even lower. 26 at Herman Moscow Mills, 37 at Cuba, not so bad there, 31 at Alton and 30 in Salem. So it is a cold morning. We have high pressure and control The center of that high pressure is always the core of the coldest air. So this morning, colder than yesterday, and tomorrow morning won't be as cold as today. That view from space does show more of that cloud cover across central and into western Missouri. We're watching for the potential for a little bit of fog to develop as well although visibility numbers are still looking fine in that regard. Temperatures today, the upper half of the 50s, I think for most places, we will see that increase in cloud cover from west to east later on today. And then the clouds decrease. So tomorrow morning we should have a nice and bright start to the day. Not quite as cold, but still most places probably down to the 30s, but hopefully we don't see any 20s on the map tomorrow. Then tomorrow afternoon, right around 60 degrees or so. So the low 60s with all that sunshine. But today 57, increasing clouds late. We stay dry today, tonight, down to uh, 39, 40 degrees, really probably for the metro. I did keep it at 40 because of the urban heat island effect but just outside of the city, we are going to have those temperatures into the mid to upper thirties. Your extended forecast tomorrow, forecast high is 63. Monday, a little bit warmer. Look at that very dry week ahead. I have lower temperatures a little bit later on in the week earlier, we did have Thursday and Friday reaching the upper half of the 60s. I've dropped that just a bit. It also looks like a cold front could come through on Friday. A weak front dry, maybe bringing a spot sprinkle on Friday. But for now, again, those chances are very low. Just something that we're watching. So pretty much a steady-as-we-go forecast here into your next week.